Tonight, uh, we are studying uh, the Engaging God's Word series for the book of Galatians. We are still in chapter 3, and hopefully we'll get to uh, the seventh verse of chapter 4. That's what uh, uh, lesson 3 uh, covers. Uh, we got, I think, about six questions uh, done last week, so uh, hopefully we can pick up the pace. Amen. Uh, before that we get started, I think it's uh, uh, wise that we enter into prayer. Amen. We need the Holy Spirit uh, to captivate our hearts and our attention so that we can focus upon the Word of God. Uh, uh, we do have uh, uh, things going on in the background. Uh, Brother uh, Whitehill had a fall, and uh, he's in critical condition. He's in ICU. And uh, he's a dear brother. And uh, if, 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 you, if you don't like Brother Whitehill, then something's wrong with your Holy Ghost. Amen. He's just a dear, I mean, he just, he's, he's just a, a friendly soul. Amen. And, uh, and he loves Jesus. And he talks about Jesus everywhere he goes. Amen. So uh, uh, he's, uh, he's in the balances tonight. Amen. Uh, between life and death. I mean, it's, it's pretty serious. And. Uh, and God has the final say. Amen. And, and uh, you know, I, my mind goes to the story of King David uh, when uh, uh, Bathsheba's son uh, was born and, and the baby was uh, sick and the baby uh, was uh, dying. And while the baby was sick, uh, King David, he fasted and prayed because there was still hope. Amen. And so as long as uh, he has breath in his body, uh, you know, I have hope, you know, and so I'm just going to hang, hang on and cling to that hope that God will see fit to, to bring him back. Amen. To, to help him. Amen. So, uh, so pray for brother Whitehill. Amen. Uh, and, uh, you know, he, like I said, he's a dear brother. Amen. And, and uh, praise God. And I just, uh, pastor, uh, is uh, very close to Brother Whitehill, and and uh, I'll just say it for him. Uh, he he's uh, Pastor Willie's struggling with this, like uh, like all of us. But uh, he's especially close to Brother Whitehill. So pray for your pastor, and, and pray for Sister Imelin, and pray for the Greenfield Church. Amen. Because I know they're all in prayer right now, and so uh, Amen. Things happen in this life, and we got to deal with them. And the best place to deal with them is on your knees in prayer. Amen. 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 That's, that's the best fighting position is on your knees. Amen. So let's go to the Lord in prayer and take these things uh, to the throne of grace. Amen. Where we, are, we have permission to boldly enter the throne of grace. Amen. We, we have permission. Amen. We, we have an open invitation to go to the king's throne. Amen. Lord, Heavenly Father, we come to you tonight in Jesus' name. And Lord, we're praying, O oh Lord, that you would touch our dear brother, uh, brother, brother Whitehill, O oh Lord, and that you would bless his family, bless uh, Sister Imelin, O oh Lord, and that you would bless the, the Greenfield Church. God, keep your hand upon them, Lord, and, and Lord, we just, we, we just reach out to you, Lord. We intercede for our brother, O oh Lord, that you would touch him, O oh Lord, that you would raise him up, O oh God. 
we ask this, O oh God, that you would move upon his, uh, on his behalf, O oh Lord. And God, touch Pastor Willie, Lord. And God, give him strength, Lord, to have words, O oh Lord, uh, for the family, O oh Lord, and as he ministers uh, to them, O oh God. But Lord, I pray that you would bless us tonight with the task at hand, O oh Lord, to study your word. Lord to, Lord, to see the difference between faith and law and to understand the things that you have in your word for us tonight lord and i pray for the power and the presence of the holy spirit to give us illumination comprehension and understanding of your holy word and we ask these things in jesus name and everybody said amen, amen. praise the lord so we studied a lot of good things um we we talked about uh you know how paul said how did you receive the holy spirit did you receive it by the works of the law or by faith? How did you receive miracles? By the works of the law or by faith? Amen. So all things work by faith. Amen. Even uh, everything uh, is, works by faith. Amen. We talked about the, the false teachers that were trying to convince uh, the new converts and the Gentiles that, hey, they had to follow the law and they had to be circumcised and they had to follow the law of Moses. And Paul, uh, uh, trying to put a stop to that, amen. Paul talks, that in, uh, talks about those uh, subjects in, in other, uh, other books of the Bible, amen. But, uh, and how that, you know, we struggle, even though we're Gentiles, we struggle with man-made laws. And uh, I think it's just a human thing. Even atheists had these little laws and these little... Uh, it, because we, we like walls and we like uh, boundaries. Uh, we, we like those kind of things uh, to uh, kind of hold us in. Amen. Because uh, nobody like, very few people like anarchy. Amen. And um, so we, we talked about those things. We talked about uh, Abraham, how that he received a promise from God. And all he had to do is believe God and, and obey God. And the, the promise that God gave, uh, it was a, kind of an open-ended promise. You know, if, if he didn't obey it, he'd just miss out. Amen. But the law was different. The law, you had to obey it or you'd be cursed because there was, there was curses and blessing uh, that came from the law. Amen. So... Um, but we're, we're choosing faith tonight, faith in Christ. Amen. We, uh, like I said, we got through six questions, and uh, we're going into the uh, redeemed through Christ section. Uh, this uh, covers uh, Galatians chapter 3, verses 10 to 14. So uh, let's uh, bring up those scriptures, uh, chapter 3, starting at verse 10, and then we'll do a little reading. We can read uh, verse 9 since it's up there. So then, those who are of faith are blessed with believing Abraham. For as many are as are of the works of the law are under the curse. For it is written, Cursed is everyone who does not continue in all things which are written in the book of the law to do them. But that no one is justified by the law in the sight of God is evident. For the just shall live by faith. Yet the law is not of faith, but the man who does them uh, shall live by them. 
Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Can somebody shout about that? Amen. 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 We, we hear, you know, about generational curses and all that. Well, if you're under Christ, there is no, no more curse. You don't have to worry about generational curses if you are in Christ. Amen. Because Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. So through the cross, Amen. he became a curse for us. Amen. We're no longer cursed. Amen. And then verse 14 says that the blessing of Abraham. What's the blessing of Abraham? That's the covenant that God gave him. And in, in, in the, basically, the blessing of Abraham was the promise of the Spirit. Amen. And, and, and the regeneration that comes along with it. The salvation that comes along with it. Amen. So that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Amen. Praise Amen. God. So that's how you get the Holy Spirit is through faith. You believe God. God said, I'll give it to you. You say, okay, God, I take you at your word, and God gives it to you. Amen. It comes through faith. Praise God. Now let me put my glasses on because... Have you ever uh, written something down so fast and so sloppy that you couldn't understand it <laughs> yourself and it's your own handwriting? Well, I do that all the time. So, I, uh <laughs> Question 7. Paul introduces us uh, to a new term in Galatians 3.14 using a dictionary or any other word source. Define redeemed. Define redeemed. Uh, Pastor Ernie. We're working on our equipment here. There we go. <laughs> Amen. Compensate for the faults or bad aspects of something. Uh huh. That is uh, redeemed. To compensate for the faults or the bad aspects of, in, of something, whatever that is. Okay. Anybody got a, 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 something else? To free from. To free from uh, what distresses or harm. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, another, I'll give my of what I got uh, for redeemed. Redeemed comes from the Greek word exagorezo, and it, to purchase or buy back. It redeemed. Uh, if you're redeemed a coupon, that means you uh, you took it to the store and you. And, you know, you got a dollar off of something. And uh, so you, you redeemed it. Or, uh, and then there's also uh, kind of like a historical uh, uh, explanation for this as well. Say uh, that uh, someone uh, was in debt and they became a slave. And well, what if someone came along and said, hey, you know, I heard what happened to you that you're in such debt that you had to, had you, you had to, you know, put yourself into sla slavery uh, to work off your debt. Well, I, I, I you know, I, I'm your friend from way back, and you know, I would like to redeem you uh, from the from that master so that you don't have to uh, work anymore. And so someone could uh, buy back that person uh, by paying off his debt. That's what Jesus did for us. Amen. Uh, 
through sin, we became indebted and, and the devil had rights to us, so we became slaves to sin. But when Jesus died on the cross, he repurchased us. He bought us back from that and so that we have our freedom in Christ now. Amen. We have been redeemed. Amen. We're no longer slaves to sin. Amen. We're redeemed. Praise God. Anybody any, have any other comments or any, anything to say about uh, question seven? Amen. Let's go on to question eight. Justice and grace are not mutually exclusive. Explain how redemption satisfies uh, the law. Amen. So justice and grace can intermix a little bit, and that's because of Christ, because he's a mediator between God and man. Amen. He's a mediator between justice and grace. Amen. Because justice demands punishment for sin. Grace is the remedy for sin. Amen. And, and they come, they, 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 they're interlocked because of the cross, because of what Christ did. Amen. So, um, part A of question 8 uh, is based on Romans 8, verses 3 and 4. So, can we pull up uh, Romans chapter 8, and we'll read verse, uh, verses 3 and 4 uh, to kind of get the... the uh, the answer for this question. Amen. Romans chapter 8, and uh, let's start at verse 3. For what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, God did by sending His own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh. Remember, we studied Romans. He came in the likeness. He didn't come in sinful flesh. See, we're, we, came, we came into this world in sinful flesh. But Jesus came in the likeness of sinful flesh, meaning he, he was 100% man. He had human DNA, amen. Uh, but he had not sinned, and he did not carry the seed of sin like our uh, father uh, Adam did, amen. So, so he came in the likeness of sinful flesh. Uh, can we back up? Because uh, I stopped somewhere in the middle. <laughs> i got to find my way here. Amen. So... Uh, God did by sending His own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh on account of sin. He condemned sin in the flesh. So He, he, he looked at sin. He said, you, you have no part of me. I condemn you. And he, and he did that on the cross. Amen. Verse 4, that the righteous requirement of the law. See, the law demand, has, a, has a standard. The law has a requirement, amen, for everyone. Amen. That the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who did not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. Amen. So in Christ Jesus, amen, we can meet the righteous requirement of the law. Amen. We can be blameless according to the law because Christ kept the law and our faith is in Christ. Amen. So... Uh, does someone have uh, an, uh, s some comments on Romans 8, 3, and 4? Haley, you have something over there? You might as give it. Go ahead. 
Well, regarding the answer to the question and how redemption satisfies the law, um, what I found in Romans 8, 3, and 4 was that the righteous requirement of the law for us is fulfilled through Christ's sacrifice. Amen. Amen. And from previous lessons in uh, Hebrews and Romans that nobody ever kept the law. Nobody, nobody was able to keep the law except for Christ Jesus. Amen. Pastor Willie. Liz had a question for 8A. It says that the law was weakened by flesh, so Jesus, our sin offering, upon being condemned, paid the cost of our sin. Um, and the law being weakened by our flesh simply means that we could never keep it. And so Jesus, Jesus paid the debt for us because we couldn't pay it. Right. Amen. Let's go on to uh, Part B. And uh, Part B uh, comes from 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 18 and 19. Knowing that you were not redeemed with corruptible things, like silver or gold, from your aimless conduct received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as, a, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. Amen. So we were redeemed by the blood of Jesus, and he was that spotless lamb. Amen. Amen. He provided the ultimate sacrifice. Amen. Remember, he, he was the high priest, and he didn't need a sacrifice of his own. He didn't need to have his sins purged before uh, he went in uh, to the holy place. Amen. Because he was the perfect, perfect spotless lamb of God. He was the priest. He was the offering. Amen. He was the ultimate sacrifice for us. Praise the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So anybody got some comments on uh, B? Any, any other comments? Amen. What I had was ransomed and redeemed by the blood of Christ. Amen. Question 9. For what reason did God redeem you? And uh, it refers us back to Galatians 3.14. And if we can pull up Galatians 3.14 again. We'll reread that and uh, see for what reason did God redeem us. Amen. That the, the blessing, blessing of Abraham, Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Amen. So that that's kind of kind of answers the question right there. It, amen. That we can receive the promise of the Spirit by faith. Amen. Remember that God gives the measure of faith to everyone. Amen. So God first gives us faith, and then we can use that faith uh, to receive the Spirit. Amen. To receive that Spirit of generation, and re regeneration. Amen. We know that from the study of the Holy Spirit, there's a multitude of reasons or, or purposes of the Holy Spirit in our lives. He, he, he blesses us in so many ways. 
He gives us illumination to receive understanding of the word to begin with. Pastor Willie. I'm reading later, man. Amen. We got people interacting online. That's Amen. That's good. Appreciate it. Uh, Liz says, so, so that the Gentiles could receive Abraham's promise and the promise of the Holy Spirit, uh, which which is, that, that's it. Uh, the Bible says that Abraham believed God and God credited to him for righteousness. Amen. And we do the same. So those of you that are watching online, Pastor Willie's manning the uh, uh, the, uh, the uh, messenger there, and uh, so <laughs> so uh, if you got questions and you got comments, uh, amen. amen. Uh, chime in, praise God. <laughs> Question ten: What does the promised spirit in verse fourteen mean? And it says, "See also John fourteen verses fifteen to seventeen, verse twenty-six." And then chapter 16, verses 7 to 14. So let's go to John 14, and we'll begin reading in, uh, at verse 15. Jesus said, If you love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever. The Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. Amen. He's talking about the Holy Ghost. He's talking about the Holy Spirit. Amen. Holy Ghost and Holy Spirit's the same thing. It's just different uh, translators used, uh, you know, used it for, you know, just use the different words. Amen. But Holy Spirit, Holy Ghost, it's all the same thing. It's 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 the spirit of the living God, Amen. That that uh, especially comes to live in our hearts, Amen, Amen. So uh, so, but the the promise there is that He dwells with you and will be in you. That's the promise of Abraham, Amen. Amen. That we would have this abiding spirit, Amen. We know that God is omnipresent, Amen. He He dwells throughout the universe. He do, He dwells in everything. He, he, you know, uh, he is everywhere. There's nowhere you can go that God is not there. Amen. But there's a special abiding presence that God uh, wants to live inside of us. Amen. Because the Bible says we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Because that's the, that's the temple that God wanted uh, from the beginning. You know, the temple, uh, temples made of stone and gold and silver and, and uh, elaborate tapestries and all those things. God never really wanted that kind of a dwelling place. God wants the dwelling place of the throne of our heart. Amen. That's where God really wants to be. He, you know, uh, because, you know, in the Bible prophecy, people are always uh, uh, talking about, you know, they're going to rebuild the temple in Jerusalem. You know, that's fine and dandy, but that's not where God wants to dwell. God wants to dwell right here. God wants to dwell in your heart. Amen. 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 And it's a special presence. And, and I don't know, uh, it's just, it's, it's difficult to explain the abiding presence of God, but it's like you always know he's there. You always have a sense of his presence when, when, he, is in, when he is abiding in your heart. Amen. I mean, you get up in the morning, you know, and you know he's there. Amen. So, Praise God for this abiding presence. I've received the promise, amen. 
Amen. I ain't giving it up. Amen. Uh, Pastor Ernie, go ahead. You know, when that group of Christians said, they thought they saw the crucifixion of Jesus, and they huddled together in that upper room, and Jesus showed up, and he says he breathed on each of them. Mm-hmm. Tongues of fire set over their heads. Yeah. He was introducing them to the presence and the filling of the Holy Spirit. Right. And that gave them the courage to go out from that place and spread that to other believers and non-believers. Yeah. Amen. Praise God. So uh, the, uh, the promise of Abraham yeah. is the promise of the Holy Spirit to us. Amen. Galatians uh, chapter 3, verses 15 to 25, this is the law's purpose. What was the purpose of the law? If, 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 nobody, if nobody can keep the law, and if the law uh, you know, just can't save anybody, and, and nobody can keep it, then what's the purpose of it? Right. Now, we, know, uh, we know that our God just wouldn't give something without a purpose, right? Amen. So let's discover what the purpose of the law was. Amen. Because nobody can keep it and it doesn't save you. Amen. So there's got to be a, a, a rational reason why God gave the law to begin with. Amen. So uh, let's see. In Galatians 3, uh, yeah, verse, let's start at verse 15 uh, of Galatians 3. All right, here we go. Galatians chapter 3, verse 15. Brethren, I speak in the manner of men. Though it is only a man's covenant, yet if it is confirmed, no one annuls or adds to it. Now to Abraham and his seed were the promises made. He does not say, and to seeds, plural, as of many, but as of one, and to your seed, who is Christ. Amen. And this I say, that the law, which was 430 years later, cannot annul the covenant that was confirmed before by God in Christ, that it should take, make the promise of no effect. For if the inheritance is of the law, it is no longer of promise. But God gave it to Abraham by promise. Praise God. We can keep, uh, we're going all the way up to uh, verse 25. What purpose then does the law serve? It was added because of transgressions. Till the seed should come, till Jesus should come, to whom the promise was made. And it was appointed through angels by the hand of a mediator. Now, a mediator does not mediate for one only, but God is one. Is the law then against the promises of God? Certainly not. For if there had been a law given which could have given life, Truly, righteousness would have been by the law. But the scripture has confined all under sin, that the promise by faith in Jesus Christ might be given to those who believe. But before faith came, we were kept under guard by the law, kept for the faith which would afterward be revealed. 
Therefore, the law was our tutor to bring us to Christ that we might be justified by faith. But after faith has come, we are no longer under a tutor. Amen. Praise God. So, verse 11. Why is the use of the singular noun offspring in Galatians 3.16 highly significant? Talking about, or seed, we, we, we read seed, uh, another of, I guess it's uh, probably NIV that says offspring, but seed or offspring, it's a singular. Why, why is it significant that he said seed and not seeds? Amen. Say again. Amen. The seed is singular. Amen. You see, it, it kind of like uh, uh, Christ is the seed, and because we're in Christ, we receive that blessing too. Amen. Uh, Pastor, Pastor Willie. I uh, had two answers. I missed one um, from the previous question. Tina Bill says he wants to dwell within us. Uh, which is a great answer, and Liz has one at 11. Uh, thank you for that answer, Tina. Uh, and number 11 says, it calls to attention how Jesus is the key to God's promise. Only through faith in him is redemption truly possible. Amen. Amen. Good answers. Oh, and she also said, hi, Stacy. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Praise God. So, uh, uh, verse, uh, question 11, why is the use of the singular noun offspring in Galatians 3.16 highly significant? Uh, Pastor Ernie, you got an answer for that? Well, because it was uh, his Abraham and his seed, which was Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. So it was pointing, as just about every, every scripture in the whole Bible, uh, especially all the promises and, and all the prophecies of the Old Testament, it's all pointing to Christ. Amen. Because uh, the, the, the written word of God is the word of God. Amen. Or the, the word from John 1 and 1. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. Amen. Uh, so Jesus is, is like the word made flesh. Amen. And he, he is the word. What we see as the written word, that's all about Jesus. Amen. All, it, it, it's all about him from, from beginning to ending. It's all about Jesus. Question 12. Why do you think Paul mentions the number of years between the making of the covenant with Abraham and the giving of the law? We talked about the 430 years between Abraham and the law. Why, why make that a point? Uh, Pastor Ernie. The law... Uh did not invalidate a covenant previously ratified by God so as to nullify the promise. So it didn't invalidate it. Right. It validated a promise that was already there. Amen. Amen. So, uh, yeah, uh, because uh, God gave Abraham the promise before Abraham even obeyed uh, for circumcision. Before Abraham was circumcised, God had already given him the promise. Why? Because Abraham had already exercised faith. A Abraham had already believed God. 
before uh, circumcision. So circumcision really didn't, uh, circumcision was just a sign of Abraham's faith, amen. But God had already given him the promise, amen, and the law did not invalidate that promise, amen. Praise God. Brother David, I'd even venture to state the obvious that Abraham was righteous before the law ever got here. Uh-huh. Uh, because God had already made him righteous yeah. for his faith. Yeah, and I think the, it, that was even in the, our Hebrews lessons, how that Abraham was made righteous by his faith. Abraham believed God, and it was accredited to him as righteousness. Amen. So righteousness uh, didn't, had nothing to do with the law. Amen. It, it was by faith before the law in Abraham. Praise God. Anybody got any other uh, comments or questions? We'll move on to uh, chapter, I mean, uh, question 13. Paul states that the law does have a purpose. What is that purpose? And it's going back to uh, Galatians 3, 19 and verse 24. So, uh you want to go back to Galatians 3.19? We'll reread this for the purpose of the question. Amen. The purpose of the law. Verse 19. What purpose, purpose then, then does, does the, the law serve? serve? It was, it was added, added because, because of transgressions. Because we sin. Amen. Till the seed, which is Christ, should come to whom the promise was made. And it was appointed through angels... By, by the hand, hand of, a of a mediator. And then verse 24. Therefore, Therefore the, the law was our tutor. tutor or somebody to, say teacher. Teacher. To bring, to bring us, us to Christ, Christ that, that we, we might, might be justified, justified by, faith. by faith. But after faith, faith has come, come we, we are no, no longer, longer under, under a, tutor a tutor or a teacher. Amen. So the faith, uh, so, so someone else articulate that. Sister Haley, you got that one written down? Question 13. The purpose of the law. Um, for this one, I said that the law was meant to serve as a justification for faith up until Jesus arrived before he would remove the need for salvation through works and ceremonial sacrifice. Amen. Two answers online. One of them is from Rose that it was a teacher, uh, which is true that the law was a, a teacher, a schoolmaster, I believe the old King James would say. Uh, and Liz says in 13, uh, it's to better help us identify sin so we can abstain uh, from those, these thing, these wrong things. Yeah. Uh, and she said, good answer, Haley. <laughs> um, also, uh, that the law points to a need for a savior. When we look at the law and realize that every time we look at the law, you're going to break one of the ten. And then <laughs> the rule is if you break one of the ten, you're guilty of breaking all ten. Right. Which means that by trying to work the law, no man can be saved. And so it points directly to Jesus because if I'm sinking and nobody around has a lifeboat, I'm going to stop looking for the people around me and I'm going to try to find somebody who has a life preserver. And it causes us to look from ourselves outward to Jesus. 
to, to save us for our sins. Amen. Amen. So basically, the law shows us that we are sinners and that we need a Savior. Yes. Amen. Uh, you know, uh, a lot. Of the, have you ever heard people talk uh, like, uh, you know, you talking to them about being saved? Well, what do I need to be saved from? Sin. Well, I'm not a sinner. I'm a good person. I help. I, when I was a Boy Scout, I helped little old ladies across the street. I give them my arm. And, 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 uh, and uh, I, I, I love puppies. I love animals. And I treat people good. And uh, I, uh, Pastor Ernie, you probably ran into those uh, old biker guys that, are, that uh, you know, they're rough on the outside, but they have a huge heart. And they'll give you the shirt off their back. You know, you know, uh, you know them, especially the old hippies. Right. You know, the old hippies, they were into peace and love, you know, and they're just easygoing people. And, you know, and uh, they, they think, that, you know, just because they're just good. And, you know, I, I'll admit, some, there's, I've met some people that uh, would challenge uh, church people sometimes, you know, uh, about how church people, they act better than some, better than some church people. But they're not saved because of their good works and their good, uh, their, their, you know, the way they treat people, you know, good and stuff. We're saved through the cross of Jesus Christ. Amen. That's, that's our only salvation. Amen. There is no self-works or no state of being that can supersede the cross. Amen. We, we cannot be saved by anything else except Jesus Christ. Amen. I don't care how good you are. You need Jesus. Amen. Because even though that you've covered up a lot of things, that, that seed of sin is still in your spirit, and, and it must be uh, purged by the blood of Jesus. Amen. We, we cannot uh, cross into heaven's gates uh, by any other means than by the cross of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Any other comments or uh, questions? Right, right. You, it, yeah, that, that's a given. But yeah, you have to have faith, and you you got to believe. It. If you don't believe it, you don't have. You know, it's like, uh, you know, uh, if you don't if you don't believe uh, in something, or if you don't believe in God or anything, you know, don't worry. He's not gonna He's not gonna force Himself on you. Amen. It takes faith for everything we receive from God. Amen. Uh, so uh, we have to have faith in what Jesus did for us. It, and that's the only way you can receive that gift. That's the only way you, you can receive it is by faith. Amen. If you don't believe he died for you, you know, it's not going to do you any good. Amen. So faith in Christ and, 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 and the whole work that he did on Calvary. Praise God. The next ses section is uh, Galatians 3, 26 uh, to uh, chapter 4, verse 7 our standing in Christ. And so let's uh, bring up uh, Galatians 3 and verse 26, and we'll begin reading there. For you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. That means that there's neither Jew or Gentile. Amen. There, there is neither, neither slave nor free. free. There is there neither, neither male nor female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. Jesus. No big eyes and little U's. Amen? Verse 29. 
And if, if you, you are Christ, Christ then, then you, you are, are Abraham's Abraham seed and, and heirs according to the, to the promise. <coughs> now I say that the heir, as, as long, long as he is, he is a child, child, does not differ, differ at all from a slave, slave though he is master of all, of all but, but is, is under guardians and stewards until the time appointed by the Father. Even so, we, we when we, we were, were children, were in bondage under the elements, elements of the, of the world. world. But, but when, when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, that we might receive the adoption as sons. And because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying out, Abba, Father. Therefore, you are no longer a slave, but a son, and if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. We're no longer a slave to sin. Amen. We are sons of the living God. You might be female, but you're still a son of the living God. Why? Because... Uh, on the other side, there's neither Jew nor Greek. There's neither uh, slave nor free. There's, never, there's neither male nor female. Amen. We'll be all as one. Praise God. Man, th 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 this salvation is awesome. This salvation that Jesus provided is awesome. Amen. And on your worst day, remember, remember, amen, we got a promise of heaven. Amen. It's going to get better on the other side. On this side, we suffer sickness and we suffer death. Amen. We suffer hardship. We suffer calamity. We suffer tragedies. Amen. On this side. But it gets better on the other side. Amen. Mm -hmm. Amen. Be encouraged wherever you are and whatever you're doing. If you're online and you're having the worst day of your life. Amen. Remember, it gets better. Amen. Amen. Praise God. I guess I'm here to teach tonight, not preach a sermon, am I? Praise God. But amen. I, I, just my my just in my spirit, I just I just feel that uh, that overflowing well in, inside my spirit. Amen. It just it's just bubbling up. Amen. Because we serve an awesome God. We serve an awesome Savior. Praise God. Now, after after all that and what we just read, amen. Question 14. Paul states. You are all sons, in verse 26. Is there, any, is there anything a person can do to earn this position? Explain your answer. Amen. Uh, I think we've uh, hashed that uh, uh, upside down, uh, top side and bottom uh, on that one. Amen. Uh, but uh, would uh, you like to elaborate, uh, Pastor Ernie? Yeah, a little bit on question 14. Okay. Can you earn this? This. Amen. Amen. Abrahamic covenant. Right. And so your sonship is through Christ by grace apart from the works of the law. Amen. Pastor Willie. Uh, Liz says, only through faith in Jesus can a person be redeemed and grafted into God's family. No works of the flesh will do. Yes. 
works of the flesh are as filthy rags. Amen. <laughs> it's only by faith. Amen. Anybody, uh, anybody else have anything else? Amen. We'll move on to question 15. Hey, we might actually get done tonight. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. Question 15. Compare having put on Christ to being clothed in garments you might wear any day. What is suggested by this symbolic language? Now, you know, being clothed in Christ and, and all that. It's a symbolic language. Uh, uh, Sister uh, Robin has her hand up over there. And then I'll get to pa uh, Pastor Ernie. I said that we must conduct ourselves closely to the way that Jesus would. And it also made me think of when we used to have those bracelets, what would Jesus do? Amen. Pastor Ernie? Putting on his attitude. Living for him and in him and serving him and not looking at what the world's putting in front of our face, but his promises to us in the word. Sometimes as Christians, we get kind of off-center because the devil tries to hit us with situations, financial problems, health problems. But we have to say, no, I'm putting on Jesus. I'm living in Christ, mm -hmm. and he's going to handle it, whatever it is. Amen. Pastor. Um, I'm reading from the online church. Uh, Virginia said, believe in Jesus Christ as our Savior and spread the Gospels. Amen. 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 You know, uh, when I, when I read the phrase "put on Christ," it almost acts, it, it, it's almost like it doesn't happen by accident. It's like there's something else and there's something involved in that that uh, we got to do. Not works, but we do have to believe. Amen. And by that act of faith is the act of putting on Christ. Amen. Haley, go ahead. All right. Um, Amen. Well, from a, a literal interpretation of putting on clothes, I said that whatever you wear um, in your day-to-day -day life is what will be seen by others, and it can affect how others see you mm -hmm. as well. So in the way that you would put on nice clothes to be perceived as a nice, well-put-together person, will people see Christ through the attitude and the air that you have on and it also can impact your behaviors because if you're wearing a suit and tie you're not gonna go out eating hot wings or anything like that <laughs> that can mess up your clothes so it'll and it'll <laughs> unless you're, unless you're a dad but, <laughs> but you'll try your best to keep it from getting stained or wrinkled mm -hmm. or doing anything that would ruin the clothes that you are wearing and in the same way we should take on that responsibility and that you know Air of Christ. And kind of like uh, taking up our cross, we should make sure we put Christ on every day. So who are you wearing today? Amen. Brother Dave, we have two online answers. Liz says, uh, once we are covered, we are no longer slaves to our old lives, and now we are changed. And Tina has a good point, too. She says, bearing the fruits, that if, if you are, you're going to bear the fruits. Uh, so that's from Tina Bill. Amen. Amen. Thank you, online people. Amen. Praise God. Reminds me of that. Remember that old song? There were two coats before me, an old and a new. 
I could have either. So what must I do? Amen. <laughs> no, <laughs> and all, it's an old, old bluegrass song. Amen. Amen. But it, but it's talking about you know uh, the old and the new and and and, and putting on Christ. Amen. Uh, went back to my southern roots there for a minute. <laughs> Somebody snapped me out of it. <laughs> amen. Praise God. Amen. But God, but, uh, amen. God is awesome. <laughs> amen. Question 16, part A says, how were we as believers at one time like the child described in Galatians, Galatians 4 uh, verses 1 to 3? So uh, we can go back to, oh yeah, we're already there. Man, the, the media crew is on it tonight. Let's read that again, uh, ver, uh, Galatians one, uh, 4, 1 to 3. Now, now I, say I say that the, the heir, heir, as long as he is a child, does not differ at all from a slave, though he is master of all, but is under guardians and stewards until the time appointed by the by Father. The father. Even so, so we, when, when we, we were, were children, children, were in bondage under the elements of the, of the world. world. Amen. When this time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, under a law. Amen. So uh, how were we as believers at one time like the child described in Galatians 4, 1 to 3? Amen. Someone want to take a stab at that one? Let's, let's bring it home, bring it to our address, bring it to our pew. Amen. How does that apply in our lives? A better way for Liz to answer online. Yeah, yeah. Come on, Sister Liz, hurry. Get those thumbs a moving. Amen. Because, uh, you know, it, it, we, we've all been through that experience as well. Amen. There was a time, you know, we didn't know the Lord. Yeah. Oh, go ahead, Sister Haley. Oh. Well, the way I interpreted this question was um, when Paul mentioned how the child in the verse was under restrictions while he did have, he was master over all, he still had people who were appointed over him until his father said so and how it mentions that we are in bondage under the elements of the world. We are born into this world sinful and obviously until we accept Jesus Christ, mm -hmm. we are controlled by the ways of the world and oftentimes if you aren't saved, you'll find other ways to try and achieve salvation or what you think is being a good person until the Lord comes and into your life and right. redeems you. So basically, uh, the stewards and the guardians that were under before Christ would be the world. Yep. Amen. It says that uh, we were also slaves until uh, Jesus freed us. Exactly. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. We were like orphans yeah. in an orphanage. Amen. And uh, strangers watched over us. Mm -hmm. But we had an adoption. Someone came through uh, with some adoption papers Hallelujah. and said, you are mine now. 
And we've all seen those, uh, have you seen those videos, you know, of uh, people going uh, to other countries or something, they go to an orphanage and they have the papers in their hands and they tell the child, you have a mommy and a daddy now. And those little kids are just so happy being adopted. I mean, I've seen many, many uh, 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 videos of uh, kids, uh, you know, being adopted. And, and I just saw one the other day and this, uh, this kid, he, just, he was just crying because now he had a mommy and a daddy. And, you know, we, we, t we take that for granted. But, you know, to a little kid that's growing up in an orphanage, you know, that, that's, the, that's the ultimate, just, just to have a family, you know, to have a family that, you know, a, a, a nuclear family where they have a mommy and a daddy and some brothers and sisters. That's all those little kids want. Amen. Well, Jesus, amen, paved the way that we can be a son of God. Not the son of God. Amen. But a son of God. Uh, Pastor Ernie. You know, bef before meeting Jesus, we were a slave to other things, a slave to things of the world. And even though we owned everything, all these billionaires, until they meet Jesus, they're a slave to their stuff, to their money, mm -hmm. to whatever. You become a slave to that instead right. of Jesus. Right. And Jesus frees you from all that. God. Amen. Anybody have anything else to add to that? Amen. Part B. How did uh, Pastor Willie, oh, something came in on. Uh, yeah, yeah. Virginia put that we had to be taught right from wrong and fed the gospel from Christ's loving hands. Uh, and Liz also says that uh, Jesus redeemed us of our sins, releasing us from our bundage, making us new. Uh, and Tina Bill concurred and said, amen. Amen. Praise God. So uh, part B says, how did our situation change? By Jesus? Right. He, 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 he was the difference maker. Amen. It was that act on Cal at, at Calvary. His uh, passion on the cross that made the difference. Amen. Our, our adoption papers were written in blood. Amen. Every word was written by the blood of Jesus. Amen. But, uh, and, and this could be, how did your situation change? Amen. How, how did you find yourself from a slave to the world or an orphan out in the world uh, to being a believer in Christ? Amen. Anybody got anything to say? <laughs> I think you said it. <laughs> yeah. I think that sums it up pretty well. Amen. It was, it's only through Christ. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Praise God. Last question. We're going to make it tonight. Praise God. Yeah. Amen. What privileges or blessings of being in being an heir give you joy. This is uh, what, what are these privileges? Remember, you know, uh, the king's kid has privileges. Amen. The, all the other common kids, you know, they don't have the same privileges as the kids of the king. Amen. So, so does someone want to talk about the the privileges or blessings that you have 
being a son of the living God? Pastor Willie. Uh, I was reading a comment from Liz. I think the la this last answer she was answering goes yeah. with this one too. That all I know is personally I'm forever thankful that Jesus found me. But to answer the question for myself, it's peace. Mm -hmm. um, the Bible says in this life you will have trouble. And, um, and I am no stranger to trouble or uh, troubles in life. And life gets hard sometimes. But it's wonderful to know that you have a Savior that loves you. Mm -hmm. And that when you think about what he did to save you, you realize you're not alone and you're not by yourself. Uh, Liz says, I find joy knowing the Holy Spirit is within me and that when I die, I get to hug Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I'll throw one out there. He's a comforter. He's a comforter. What, what does that mean? That means when you're having the worst day of your life, that you can tap in uh, to the comfort that God provides. Amen. He, he, he is an abiding presence. Amen. That means he's living with you. He's living in you and living with you. Amen. And I don't know if you've ever had the uh, experience of, of being in a hard place and, and, and being, you know, in the desperation of the soul and, and, and the, uh, the Holy Spirit speak a word to you. And let you know that everything is going to be all right. Amen. I, I, I've been in those uh, kind of uh, places in my life. And God, just speak a word. Just speak a word that everything is going to be all right. Amen. Anybody? Uh, go ahead. Amen. Amen. Yes. That's, that's part of the privileges of being a a child of the king. Sister Stacy. We have hope in a hopeless world. Amen. Amen. Uh, it's, uh, it's a hope that we can hang our hat on, uh, yeah. so to speak. Amen. And people ask me, how can we smile? How, how can we have joy in situations? Because we have the hope of Jesus in our life. Amen. Amen. It's like I often talk about is uh, uh, the, the difference between a, a sinner's funeral and, a, and a, a funeral of a saint. There'll be tears in both funerals, but man, there's anguish in, in the funeral of a sinner because there's no hope there. But you know, even though you know at, at, at the funeral of a saint there's tears, there's also some happy tears because they know where their loved one is gone mm -hmm. because their loved one had a promise. Amen. And, and God keeps every promise he makes. Uh, Brother Denny, you had a... Now, I've been watching this uh, commercial on TV, and it always says, when you die, are you going to heaven? Mm. Which is or not. But if you're not saved, you are not. Yeah. Amen. That's a promise. Amen. Mm -hmm. And long as we live for him and put our trust in him, he will never let us down. Mm -hmm. Amen. Pastor Willie? Uh, Virginia Riddle wrote, Life in heaven with our Lord and Savior. Mm -hmm. Amen. That's another blessing and promise. Amen. Uh, well, we have uh, 
but my God shall supply all of your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Philippians 4.19. Amen. Mm-hmm. We have that promise. We have uh, healing. Uh, healing in the cross. There's so many benefits. Uh, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgiveth all thine iniquities and healeth all thy diseases. Amen. Who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies thy mouth with good things, so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. Amen. There's a lot of benefits to living for Christ. Amen. And I would say to anyone uh, online, if, if you haven't made that step uh, to live for Jesus, if you have never exercised your faith in Christ, you can do that right now. Amen. You can, you can cry out to God and ask Him to save you. And just uh, acknowledge that Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God. That He died on an old rugged cross. Amen. That He was buried in the ground. Yes, but Lord. three days later, He rose again. Amen. And then later on, He ascended back to heaven where He came from. Amen. Amen. Believe in that work that he did. Ask him into your heart. Ask him to forgive your sins. Amen. Repent of those sins and give them over to God that he can cast them into his sea of forgetfulness. Amen. Ask the Holy Spirit to come in and be a resident of your heart. Amen. Amen. God will save you. Amen. He will give you the, this promise that we have. Amen. Praise God. Amen. This is, I, I'm enjoying the book of, of Galatians. Amen. 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 I enjoyed Genesis. I enjoyed Hebrews. I enjoyed uh, uh, Romans. And now we're in Galatians. We're about halfway. Uh, well, we're pretty close to being halfway through. <laughs> amen. Praise God. So, uh, amen. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Amen. Pastor Willie. Guys, y'all can keep filming. Give Brother Dave a hand. Uh, awesome. As always, I wanted us to stay live uh, for a moment just so I wanted to thank our online uh, congregation that's with us. And they're interjecting and making it just as interesting as it is in here. And thank you for you that were able to come. And you did. Uh, and we're grateful to you and grateful for all the people that are in the back working and working security and, and here looking and engaging. We're so glad. I wanted to make a special appeal. Um, for everyone, if you could, if you can get a prayer through, uh, I know we're in our season of fasting and prayer. Uh, all of us, uh, we've allowed to do it our way to fast. I haven't told people what I'm doing, but I'm basically eating one time a day. Uh, and, uh, that's the, it, that's the window of no food, no water for the rest of the time. Um, and so, um, uh, but fasting is a wonderful thing and I encourage you to do it. You don't have to do it like I do it, but find a way to commune with God. Um, Brother Whitehill is a person that genuinely loves God and he supports this church. Uh, if Greenfield is not doing anything, he's here. When we have the men's breakfast, he's early. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he's always here. If we have something for the district, Brother Whitehill is here. Uh, you have baptisms and he can't get up there too good, but he's still trying to get people in the pool and out of the pool. He is a servant of God. And so uh, we want to take this time while we have the ability to pray. And I like all of you, our friends online, 
Uh, for those of you who don't know Jesus, this is the perfect time that you can uh, repent on your sin, uh, repent of your sins, and believe on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, that needs to be said across the airwaves. Uh, again, I, I think the church as a whole, as we're talking about the authentic church, we get away from saying that, uh, but we need to say that ever more so. And how how um, fitting for somebody who every time I was with him, I've never seen a time when Brother Whitehill didn't meet a stranger and ask them did they know Jesus. Uh, uh, we we were at the gym quite often, and when I when I showed up, they didn't say how you were doing. They said where's Lonnie. <laughs> <laughs> he had a whole congregation down at the gym, and so uh, we're going to be praying for his healing and for his strength and for the strength of his family uh, and for our Green Greenfield congregation as we all unite in prayer. I know people are praying all over this region, and I've had some phone calls, too, and, um, and be praying for Sister Imelin during this time. So if you're online, I invite you to pray with us today. Usually during altar calls, we cut off uh, all the stuff. You don't get to see all the good stuff, but today we're going to do that. God, we give you thanks, and we give you praise in the name of Jesus, God. Lord, we just finished studying that it is because of what you did at the cross that we have access uh, to the throne of grace. And Lord, we thank you for that. Father, you have given us access that we can come boldly before your throne, Father. So we come boldly, not out of arrogance, but out of promise, God, because you said that you would do it. And a good father wants to give good gifts to his children. Lord God, we're asking you to intercede on the behalf of Brother Whitehill. Heal his body. Do what needs to be done, God, in the name of Jesus, God. Whatever your choice, God, we know that you are sovereign and that you are almighty and that you are all powerful, God. But we thank you that regardless irregardless of what you decide to do you've given us the ability to ask you said ask and it shall be given you said seek and you shall find you said knock and the door shall be open so father we are asking seeking and knocking by faith while all the while trusting your sovereignty and your will holy spirit we ask that you be right there right now god i know you're omnipresent everywhere at the same time but make yourself manifest in the places that need to be made manifest for the white hill family tonight god and for the Greenfield family and the Encounter family. Lord, we pray and we believe that we receive in the name of Jesus, God. We thank you uh, for the privilege to be able to come to you and ask you these things. And we ask them with faith. Um, you said that whatsoever our heart desires when we pray, believe that we shall receive them and we shall have them. Somebody say, I believe that I receive. Hallelujah. Say it with me two more times. I believe that I receive. <laughs> One more time and say it like you mean it. I believe that I receive. Hallelujah. We believe that we receive. God, we need a miracle right now. We need you to do what you're good at doing, God, which is creating a miracle and putting some super on our natural, God. We believe that you can do it. You are the God of the overflow. You are the God of miracles. You are the God of increase. Just like Isaiah 43 and 19 says, just like that banner at the back of our church says, you are the God of miracles. And we believe right now for a testimony and for a miracle in the name of Jesus. Lord, we look with expectation and faith. And we thank you that irregardless of the outcome, God, it is well with our soul. We, we ask you and ask these blessings and ask that you cover, God. We look for a miracle in the name of Jesus. Thank you, God, that we can have hope. Thank you that we can have expectation, God. Thank you, God, that we can look right at the faith of what is and give two words, but God. We can look at right at what reality is and we can still say, but God. We can look at what the doctors say and we can still say, but God. We can look at what the nurses say and still 
still say, but God. We can look at what the naysayers say, and we can still say, but God. And today I say, but God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly above all that we could ever ask or think, God. And we believe you right now to do it. But God, oh, Lord, I'm looking for you to work in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. But God is able. <laughs> and now unto him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly above all. That if we ask and think, Lord, I need you to go down to Troy right now and pull a but God real quick. God, we need you in this hour. and We need you in this moment. God, if we never needed you before, we need you. Lord God, there may be somebody in here who's struggling or needs something, Lord God. While we praying, I declare but God over their life. I pray, Lord God, that you give a divine interruption in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I pray, Lord God, that I know that you still do miracles. I know that you still do signs. I know that you still do wonders. And I ask you to perform one right now in the name of Jesus, not for anybody else's glory but yours, but that they will say that there is a God in heaven. Hallelujah. We thank you. And we give you praise. Hallelujah. In the name of the, of the Lord Jesus Christ. We do pray. Hallelujah. Amen. So be it. Somebody give God a praise right now in the name of Jesus. Somebody, if you're watching online, put in the chat like you mean it with some fire emojis. Somebody shout, but God. I hear that in my spirit today. I don't know what you're going through in your life, but I declare, but God. I don't know what sickness you have or sadness, but whatever's going on, I declare today, but God. Oh, God, I thank you that we can look at what is, but know that you can supersede it in the name of Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. I worship you, God. We worship you in this place, God. We worship you for your power. We worship you for your majesty. We worship you for breakthrough in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. All over the building, we say, but God. All over the internet, we say, but God. All over the nation, we say, but God, God. We need you in this day, God. People are going crazy, losing their minds, but God. Churches are forgetting that they're churches, but, but God. Oh, God, we thank you. Hallelujah. We don't cower. We don't, we don't falter. We don't fall down. We walk by faith and not by sight. Hallelujah. But God. Worship him in the building. I hear you worship him wherever you are online. If you could lift up your hands and begin to worship God, let that place be your sanctuary. This is our time of fasting. This is our time of consecration. This is our time of seeking the Lord. Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call on him and he will answer you. Oh, let us seek God right now. Come us, let us worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. God, we worship you. Thank you for divine interruptions. Thank you for the but God. Hallelujah. Thank you, oh God. Lord, we worship you and we thank you. We thank you for the privilege of prayer. We thank you for the privilege to come before your throne. God, it is a privilege. <laughs> what a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer.
If you're online, you need something right now, put a but God in the chat and then begin to raise your hands and begin to worship him. This is our season of consecration and prayer. We go to God in prayer right now. I know we're online. I know we don't usually do this online, but somebody needs to see this and somebody needs to hear this. Somebody needs to know that faith still lives in the United States of America. Somebody needs to know that miracles still happen in the United States of America. Somebody needs to know that signs and wonders still happen in the United States of America. I've seen them before and I look to see them again even now in the name of Jesus. We're not looking for a generic church model. We're looking for the power of the Holy Spirit to touch and make known among the people that God is alive and well. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Cover. Oh, Lord, we bless your name. We worship you, oh, God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. You're coming back for a real and authentic church, God. In this season of fasting and prayer and consecration, Lord, let our hearts and minds be focused on you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But God, Lord, I worship you because you're able. I worship you because you're mighty. I worship you because you're strong. I worship you because you can tear down strongholds. And, Lord God, you can tear down confusion, Lord God. You can tear down all sorts of traps that the enemy has set. I know you can. I've seen you do it, God. And I worship you now. And I worship you without worry, Lord God. Why? Because I know you've got it all under control. I know you've got it all done in the name of Jesus, Lord God. And the more I praise you, Lord, the better I feel. I came in here with a heavy heart, but my heart is being lifted in the name of Jesus, God. That the more I praise you, the better I feel. The more I worship you, the better I feel. The more I connect with you and talk to you, the better I feel. Oh, we thank you, God. Oh, praise the name of Jesus. We worship you right now, the God of healing. Hallelujah. We worship Jehovah Rapha in the name of Jesus. We worship Jehovah Shammah. We worship Jehovah Nisi. Oh, God, we, oh God, we bless your name. Lord, I pray that you get in the way and interrupt what the enemy is trying to do in the name of Jesus. Somebody is, needs a divine assignment, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray that you divinely interrupt those things that were sent to block ways, God, and get in path, God, in the name of Jesus, Lord God. Every trap that the enemy has set, I pray, Lord God, that you remove it in the name of Jesus. Everything that the enemy would put in the way, Lord God, I pray that you send a divine interruption right now. Lord God, I pray that you, everything that every medical professional, every person that thinks they know everything uh, has said, Lord God, I pray that you show them who is God. There's people that need you, God. 
there are people that are hungry for you. And I pray for the church as a whole, God, every building, every congregation, that every pastor who's been under pressure to try to act like the world, that they will come in repentance and, and not worry about looking what they look like to the outside world, God, but worry about what they look like to you and lead the people into repentance, lead the re people into faith, lead the people into a genuine relationship with you. Bless your name. In the name of Jesus, we pray. For the congregation in the room and online, I declare in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you are blessed in the city. That you are blessed in the field. You are blessed when you come and you are blessed when you go. And that wherever the sole of your foot shall tread, I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. Hallelujah. <laughs> shall be blessed in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, continue to worship him in this place. Oh, oh, hallelujah. Continue to lift him up in the name of Jesus. Continue to give him glory in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah.